0: The Change Officer Podcast's Future of Financial Services series is brought to you by Holy Wally, the world's first wallet as a service platform. Stay tuned to find out how Holy Wally can help you build your mobile wallet to increase revenue and reduce time to market.
1: Recent research talks about that 1 to 7 billion people are underbanked. The blockchain is a really good candidate for fixing or partially fixing or starting to fix this kind of problem. The majority of the innovation will happen in the crypto space, has happened last decades in technology in the cloud. The banks are not uh, remaining aside because the banks are, they need to discover again, which is the real role that they have as custodian of the assets and uh, risk shifter, uh, taking the risk on behalf of the customer.
0: Welcome to the Change Officer Podcast's Future of Financial Services series. In this series, we are deep diving into some of the hottest and most pivotal topics in the financial services industry right now, including personalization in financial services, embedded finance, and the mobile payment revolution. Join us as we seek the answers to critical questions such as what does the future hold for the financial services sector, and where should we look for the next big, disruptive idea. 1.7 billion people globally are underbanked. In the MENA region more specifically, one in five adults do not have a bank account. The impact? In the words of one of our former guests, Andrew Gold, if you don't have a bank account, you're now cut off from so many of those financial services that are really critical to establishing wealth, building wealth, and raising your station in life. In this episode, we are tackling the issue of financial inclusion, with David Yeagers, the Executive VP and Head of Customer Experience and Platform Development for National Bank of Fujir. David dived into the factors that contribute to so many individuals being unbanked, how emerging technologies like blockchain and cryptocurrency can help, and what traditional financial institutions like banks can do to facilitate greater financial inclusion. I do hope you enjoy this conversation, now let's dive in. Welcome back to the Change Officer, David. Thank you. It's really good to have you here, man. Really happy to have me. Thank you very much. Um, I'm excited about this quick focus discussion that we're going to have. Um, We are tuning into the Change Officer Future of Financial Services series. Um, And I would like to talk to you about a couple of things. Um, I want to start uh, with a topic that is probably on top of the agenda of many discussions, which is financial inclusion. Now, financial inclusion is probably one of the biggest uh, challenges of financial system today. Um, Especially if you look at the region, I believe uh, around sixty-nine percent of adults uh, still remain unbanked or underbanked. Now, why is this the case? Um, Why is it important in the first place? And what are the instruments to reduce (coughs) that number to significantly lower? Uh, digits. Hmm.
1: Look, this one is a very important and huge topic. First mm. of all, is uh, is permeating quite all the, the bank industry overall. <coughs> Just to give you a sense of the 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 magnitude of the, the financial inclusion, um, recent research talks about that one to seven billion people are underbanked; they don't have a bank account. One to seven. 1.7 billion people overall in the globally. Wow. Right. That that means that um, um, that one over three adult people they don't have a bank account. They don't cannot access to the bank infrastructure. And um, another important data is that 35 percent of these guys um, are coming from developing countries. And um, and if you think about it, um, in this kind of research, you're talking about it's a matter of trust and infrastructure. That It could be, but it's not so hard to understand the reason why. Um, just to give you some other data, um, um, the United Nations, given that the, the, this topic is so huge, it's so important, they developed some um, software development goal in the last decades uh, to for all the country, for, for, for letting everyone to create some kind of um, principle or guidelines to let banks all the players in the market to improve the financial inclusion. And they, specific, they specifically create this kind of soft development to create, of course, sustainable kind of economy and, uh, and environment and so forth. But um, but they are going really uh, deep in that. Um, just another, to give you the sense of what you're talking about. In in MENA, in Middle East, um, other kind of research, they claim to have a kind of level of 20% of financial inclusion. That means that one over five, they don't have a bank account. That's another big point. Mm. Uh, of course, in the Middle East, we have UAE, that is the most, uh, the, the highest one in terms of financial inclusion, 46%, if I recall it correctly. But we have also countries like Egypt or Morocco that they have uh, uh, under 10% in terms of uh, financial inclusion. That is a really
0: big point. And it's surprising in today's mm-hmm. age.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Because if you, if you look also on the amount of um, number of uh, the, the instruments that we have in terms of offering in the market, but still there are some specific part of the population that is not able to um, to access in specific insu- in, uh, instruments.
0: What is the primary reason for that?
1: Hmm. Look, um, if, give you an example. Um, if you took one of the um, main reason in which people can use the bank infrastructure is for transferring funds uh, between people right and one of one part of this is the remittances when you went to when you want to transfer your funds from your country to another maybe sure. region country they're called remittances the amount of the cost uh, for accessing to bank infrastructure to me ma- or other financial player that allow you to make this kind of transfer for the the, the amount of um, checks and uh, and um, exchange in terms of currencies still is quite high, okay This is one of the reasons that uh, poor, poor people are not able to um, access directly to this financial kind of structure. So
0: in essence, it's about how the financial system is structured at the current state.
1: Yeah, but there is also a paradox. For example, because uh, if you look um, some African countries, uh, if you look the, the mpesa, mpesa try growth and and happen in in, in Africa because uh, of the absence of the bank infrastructure, they allow you to transfer funds between two phones, uh, jumping completely, skimming completely the bank infrastructure, um, and the the, the the thing of the um, the costs that are burdening this kind of. Um, fund transferring it's a it's a it's a huge thing because um, because if if you think, if you think how the poor guy uh, can transfer the funds maybe the majority of them they're using different non-financial ways mm-hmm. to transfer much more risky because uh, transferring funds in a bank infrastructure I assure you that people in involved in the transfer are recognized identified that the fund tra- that the fund transfer are reaching Effectively, the, uh, the the other part of the um, recipient of the of the account. So it's um, it's really really important. And mm-hmm. um, there is a, a set of um, um, principles, but also actions that um, different regions are doing it in terms of regulation for opening. Uh, the bank f- infrastructure and uh, to offering more instruments to the people. For, uh, so, what to would uh,
0: be the main, just briefly, um, what are the instruments to, to make this happen? Mm.
1: In the last decades, for example, um, we had one of the m- main innovation in the technology that is blockchain. Right, is the is one of the main um, big infrastructure that has been created. That you can look at like something quite opposite of the bank infrastructure, but it's not. It's something that is allow you to transfer assets in a uh, untrust uh, environment in the safest ways as possible. Uh, and if you look at the blockchain in this way, the blockchain is a really good candidate for um, s- fixing or partially fixing or starting to fix this kind of problem. Mm-hmm. Um, that's then we have also a kind of other of problem in terms of adoptions, but that's another story. Yeah,
0: so b- blockchain as an <coughs> evolving technology is an underlying obviously technology of crypto and decentralized finance. So if you bring right. crypto and decentralized finance into a conversation, um, combination of the two could be one of the possible solutions for such um, uh, such a such, for, for such a problem. What are the main factors? Obviously, there's a lot of hype about both at the moment. Mm-hmm. And although there's a lot of hype, or a lot of noise, very few people are actually familiar with the topic. Um, what are the main factors influencing the adoption of crypto? Um, and then also adoption of decentralized finance uh, as, as a business. Um, and on the top of that, what are the opportunities for the banks here? Uh, which is, you know, not, <clears throat> notoriously there is a discussion, you know, what are banks thinking about crypto and decentralized finance, etc. So, first of all, can crypto and decentralized finance solve the problem of financial inclusion? And then, secondly, what banks see here as an opportunity?
1: It, it depends. It depends. It, it, as, as I tell you, is a really good candidate uh, to fixing the problem, mm-hmm. solve the problem, also partially for solve the problem. Pr- the, 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 the point is that how you. Um, um, introduce this kind of product in the market. If you talk with the entrepreneur, if you talk with a practitioner, a product uh, kind of practitioner, um, they know how launch a product in the market and how uh, drive and, and, and try to get the majority of the population in your products. But from a scientific perspective, there are some kind of theory in the framework model that you can apply, driving from decades of research uh, in, in, the, in the academy, in the research kind of side, in, in the science. Um, some of them, for example, the TIM, Technology um, Acceptance Model, for example. The other one is the um, um, Innovation in Diffusion. Uh, all these kind of models they're bringing on the table different kind of way in which you can look at uh, at the problem and how you know which are the main factors that can drive uh, the adoption from uh, uh, different kind of targets of uh, of your of your of your customer, for example, because the individual, for example, the consumer can have different kind of perspective. The merchant and the small business and the business can have another one, mm-hmm. different kind of interest. But overall, um, they are typically listing which are the the main factor. For example, the uh, the perceived risk is one of the construct that uh, is m- typically part of this kind of model. So how you um, managing the interface and information in your product uh, for for, for making that your customer is perceiving less risk as possible. Mm -hmm. The amount of information that you, how you manage information, for example. The expected performance is another construct. Um, The customer experience. Said like that is something generic. Sure. But for example is a reiteration of the feedbacks that Information that you have when you are doing the first, using the first time the instruments, the price value is another uh, kind of the value for the pricing using this kind of uh, products. There is a lot of yeah frameworks. So about
0: it. with the financial inclusion being so low and so many people being unbanked and underbanked, they don't really have a lot of choice. So when you introduce to them crypto and the central of finance, I'm, I'm not sure how how much are they evaluating the risk factors if if they don't have any any choice. Do you see? and decentralized finance potentially solving a problem for many.
1: Potentially yes, because uh, because the, the cryptos can be exchanged mm-hmm. over the over, over the, the blockchain um, in theory for free, sure, without uh, without fees. But that's it depending how you're implementing the products. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you if for example you're using a public blockchain, could that, that could be some kind of fees? Uh, but but again, the, this kind of fees can need to be lower than the, the current fees that on average you are paying for making a remittance. It's mm-hmm. that, for example, in this region is a, is a kind of range from, if I recall it, 4.7% of the amount that you are transferring to six two mm-hmm. That is huge kind of a,
0: And uh, do you see range. banks stepping into this space?
1: They are trying. They are trying. Um, s- s- still, the, the amount of the things... That because of the regulation mm-hmm. that need to be followed by all the financial institutions and the banks, they are imposing the bank to make uh, de- several kind of checks and, and, and controls and, and, and different steps that, in a way, they are overcomplicating the um, the transfer and this is burdening also the the transfer for with cost. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, in this in this kind of um, um, field, many fintechs that are starting to re-engineering the, the value chain, looking at the problem in a different, uh, different, from mm-hmm. different perspective. Um, so maybe there are some um, kind of fintechs that are creating new kind of ecosystem of nodes of players um, that are using, for example, blockchain, that are exchanging, enabling a fi- um, financial remittances between the customer of this kind of nodes, for example. This is an, mm-hmm. um, an example. Uh, visa, that one of the main players uh, in payments uh, from from decades, uh, 50 years. Uh, sure. Yeah. They, they are starting to look at the problem much more deep and
0: uh, reshaping some kind of products that they have. Hey, everyone. Sorry for jumping in. We'll be back with the rest of the conversation shortly, but I wanted to take a moment to thank the sponsor of our show, Holly Wally. Within the next two years, 4 billion people will be using digital wallets and the global mobile payments market size is expected to hit US $5.5 billion by 2024. It's more important than ever for financial service providers to offer a digital wallet service to their customers. Enter Hollywally, the world's first wallet-as-a-service platform that allows any financial service provider to build their own digital wallet as efficiently and cost-effectively as possible. Whether you're a FinTech retailer banking institution or insurance carrier holly wally has all the elements you need to build your own company's ideal digital wallet in a matter of minutes and manage it on an ongoing basis to find out how holly wally can increase your customer engagement and revenue or to register for a demo visit hollywally.com the link can be found in the show notes of this episode and now enjoy the rest of this conversation so when we look at what what's going on over the last decade let's say fintechs are you know popping up and growing uh, at a very you know uh, fast pace starting from the west and now in the middle east as well there is quite a lot um there is crypto there is decentralized finance there are talks about um, central central bank digital currencies there's a lot of emerging technology that is disrupting the whole space and un- unlocking some you know major new opportunities going forward um where do you see the biggest opportunity for growth in the banking sector uh, when it comes to the next generation of banking and and payments in general, mm.
1: uh, first of all, given that we are coming from uh, um, the, the, the the kind of um, confrontation between the blockchain, cryptos, and the banks, let me tell you that, in my perspective, from my point of view, um, the, the, despite I'm convinced that in these decades, these decades will uh, the majority of the innovation will happen in the crypto space has happened last decades in technology in the cloud mm-hmm. many thi- main things that happened last last decades were happening the, in the cloud the same kind of trend the k- same kind of behavior I'm, s- I'm, I'm I'm seeing that is happening in the crypto so the new things are happening in the crypto space but again the the, the banks are not uh, remaining aside because the banks are they need to discover again which is the real role that they have as custodian of the assets and uh, and the risk shifter uh, taking the risk on behalf of the customer uh, the, the, imagine that the bank has a um, as a big locker where uh, you you uh, you put your asset and you trust them that things are not happening to, to, to your assets this is not like that with the crypto absolutely right? yeah. because you in the crypto, owning your private key, you are becoming your own bank, right? And that is the main paradigm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when the bank will, they will realize that they need to leverage the, the dimension that strengthens the, 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 the kind of role that they have as a custodian of the assets uh, in opposite of the, the, the crypto paradigm that you are becoming as a consumer, your bank, then I think that will, something will change. But in the meanwhile, in the meanwhile, I think that there are some kind of short-term and medium-term uh, clear trends. Imagine, look, that uh, tomorrow, when you want to open an account in some kind of platform, like for example, it could be Amazon as a merchant, you want to start to sell your products in 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 in, in that kind of platform. Platform during the the, the onboarding process, uh, after the few steps, the Amazon is starting to tell you, oh, oh by the way. Uh, okay i will open your account in amazon but what about you want to open also a bank account uh in this kind of in the in the same process you will be able to open a bank account remaining on amazon so that's is, um it's called bank as a service bank will um, need to start to look at the different uh, external digital platform where the consumer are going there for a different kind of uh, uh, needs like uh, buying stuff or selling stuff or uh, uh, different kind of experience to plug these services in a transparent way to be part of the experience of the of the customer.
0: What is also called embedded finance, correct? Correct,
1: correct. This is the first the first kind of that w- that is happening. Actually, is happening.
0: Um, what are the industries that you will see adopt this trend most rapidly, or that are already adopting?
1: It's already adopting all the digital space is uh, is going Retail. through. The platformification of the products, that says like that is something <laughs> that says you know nothing. But the way in which you are um, creating, develop a product and launching a product uh, in, through a platform is quite different uh, from launching in one loop the the product uh, in uh, in a kind of uh, from inside to outside way. No, absolutely, um, is 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 a lot different. Also, dynamics. Uh, usually, we 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 say. Um, from a minimum viable product, we have to have a minimum viable community that is able to use your product, that is, is shifting your perspective in which you are doing your MVP, mm. right? So the banks need to look at and, and, and increase the instruments to understand, learning how the platformification of the products and the digital platform are working, um, having the, the instruments to, to change second um quite um, important they need to um the, the, the customer nowadays is already happening they need to have much more fun mm-hmm. when uh, when they are using the bank services. I recall that it was very clear there was um another recent research that fifty two percent of the customer one of the two of the customers they say they, they do't do have fun when uh, when they are using the bank services so in this it's it seems something um, trivial, but it's not because usually the banks are always introspective um, enough for expecting correctly rightly the the, the regulation and the, the, the compliance with central bank that is good because we have to because the banks are protector of uh, the assets of the customers so they have to do it but they can do it also in another in, in a different way right keeping much more in account the, the experience of the customer. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the third one, that point, very, very important, is that to do that, to, to, to create, um, to keep into account the experience of the customer, you need to um, read a bit more the behavior of your customer when he's using your product or services. And to do that, you have to use the right tools. You have to, do, you have, to have a right infrastructure that give you um the right amount of th- that allow you to read the data correctly that what is happening in your in your infrastructure and many many banks are they have legacy uh, they have uh, core banking slow core banking of the previous previous two three four generation that they don't allow you to see to read the data correctly they are not data driven essentially so that's another challenge that uh, that is happening that uh, in the bank industry.
0: I hear you. So having all of this in mind, and you being in the industry for a while now, um, if I were to ask you, or if you were to start a new venture, uh, if you were to you know take the leap and, and 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 start your own business, what do you believe is the problem uh, worth solving in this space that can potentially unlock? The next, you know, globally uh, successful company.
1: I say a bit more again, a bit more general, because depending from the implementation of the single product. But in general, the uh, the platformification of the products is very evident, is essential now in, the, in these decades, um, and um, and in, in general, the eco- creating or be part of an ecosystem of an interne- interconnected. Uh, single part of uh, an ecosystem it will all be is becoming very important because as a bank for example um, you can you cannot more anymore push your product in the market you need to enable people through your platform or being part another being part of another ecosystem to enabling the business of the people or enabling the expectation of the people Mm. Uh, in this different kind of perspective eh? Uh, because again um it, it, the normal banking business model is not working like that and the mindset mainly of the people that are working in banks are not are not uh, in that kind of uh, side so they need to evolve
0: interesting let's see we're going to keep uh, keep an eye on the space david Absolutely. thanks for taking the time to come on the show Thank you very much. Oh, We're going to stay in touch. Everyone, thanks for staying and tuning in. This was David Yegerson from uh, National Bank of Fujira head of customer experience on a couple of interesting topics like uh, financial inclusion, crypto, uh, and the opportunities uh, for growth. Stay tuned. There is another great episode coming out really soon. Take care. Thank you very much.